Hi, you're listening to 48 Minutes, and this is Tim Kittrow from NBA Jam. Ooh, boom shakalaka. You wanted to come with it, done it, we got her with punishment. Y'all can just stop with it, but they hear what we coming with. Others in love with the drug and this family just running it. Long as the public is coming, then we keep them loving it. Minutes episode 23. I am one of your hosts, Alex Derrickson, and joined this week exclusively one on one, a little fireside chat, as it were, a 48 minute Christmas fireside uh, with, with, with Sean Mackey. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful for this fireside conversation we're about to have. Hey, you know, I, I think it's fair. It is now we can officially say annual NBA on Christmas Day preview. Yes, uh, yes. Because last year was the inaugural, and I refused to say annual on, on the first of anything. Yeah, yeah, you can't do that. That's cheating. Uh, it's, well, it's... Who, who, who knows it's if you're going to have that second one? It's cocky. Yeah, that's right, that's right. I agree. People are always like, first annual company picnic, and it's like, I I disagree. <laughs> I do not think there will be a second annual one. Thus making this the one and only. But like the Chicago Bulls, we started at the bottom and now we are just a little bit above the bottom because this is 48 Minutes. It does post each and every week on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you like what you hear and you would like to hear with your eyeballs, you can visit 48minutesnetwork.com where we have a whole bunch of articles and backlogs of episodes that you are free to check out because last I checked, this is America. A little bit of housekeeping. I, I put up a opinion piece about why I think the 2K League is the NBA's best idea in years and how it's going to grow the audience. We touched on that a little bit uh, last week, and I kind of just you know expanded on that a little more in in this article. Uh, Court Stormers should be coming back here soon in a weird like holiday hiatus, as it were, because I love alliteration. <clears throat> but uh, let's just uh, let's just get into this. This is going to be another weird one, I think. Yeah. Just another like bizarre episode. I uh, like weird. I, I do too. That's why I do this episode not wearing pants. <laughs> uh, it's an audio show. You don't know. <laughs> but uh, so uh, because we can't go a week without saying his name, and if we say his name too many times, I think he will physically appear. Lavar Ball is starting his own basketball league. <laughs> <laughs> Just, you know. We can, but what what happens if it if it turns out to be legit? Here, okay. So I was thinking about this. Okay. It, it, so, so the idea is he wants to create a league where its entry, like lowest level salary, is three grand. Three three thousand a month, correct? Uh, I, th- I think so. Yeah, three thousand a month. So the idea would be for high school players who don't want to go and spend a year in college can go play basketball. Uh, I, oh God, why doesn't he call it LaVarsity? Oh man, he's, there, he's, you gotta get a hold of him. I, I, <laughs> don't, don't, actually, no, don't give that guy any tips. No. He, he doesn't deserve them. <laughs> so, so the, the idea is for, for the high school prospects to play LaVarsity basketball. Okay. And, and basically circumvent again the, the college one in the one year rule, uh, as we've seen some players do, and as we talked about how his sons are doing in Lithuania and everything, I think it's funny that he's doing this after he sends his kids to Lithuania. Yeah, yeah, that, <laughs> like, is, that is that is kind of humorous. Uh, so it's again, it's it's a situation where 
we've talked about people doing this, and it's totally okay, and it's totally like a weird gray area of, of the once one year removed from high school rule, but I think the reason it's so laughable is just because who it is, and I wish it was anybody else but him. How, what's uh, what's your take on it? Do you, do you think it'll be successful? Because I don't think it will be the first like year or two, but... I think in like a test cycle kind of thing, like like Ice Cube's big three league, there there is a chance to eventually you know pull the talent over. But Levar Ball is is a man on a mission trying to destroy the NCAA. Which which is funny. I mean, like I don't I don't blame him because uh, you know it was interesting like how he handled uh, Lonzo being in college last year because he didn't wear any LSU. Or, I'm sorry, US UCLA gear. I was about to say LSU. Um, same color, sort of. Um, but it was interesting how he, he just really didn't support the team at all. He was very clear from, from day one that this was kind of just a stepping stone because they had to be there and it was for, you know, it was the best place for him to go to get into the NBA and it, and he was right. But, um, uh, yeah, I don't think this is a terrible idea. I really wish the NBA would, uh, I mean, now they're, they're, I think we, we spoke about this a while ago, but aren't uh, players that don't that you know don't want to go to college, aren't they eligible to play in, in the G League? Technically, yes. I think if a G League team were to sign undrafted players, I don't know if they have to like declare for the draft and then just not sign an agent so they could you know ostensibly go back to college. But I don't see why if you know if somebody wanted to like declare themselves eligible for the G League. I, it's it's weird, because I, I go back to the Randolph Morris situation. Yes, where, yes. One of the weirdest situations ever. Yeah, it's yeah. only happened that time. I and I, I think that's one of the reasons why, is because it didn't work. And you'll see players, you know, kind of circumvent and go through, like, junior colleges or, or things like that, but I don't know. It's it's weird, because I I am such a, a ardent you know, ardently opposed to the NCAA and what they do and how they treat their athletes, uh, especially on the much larger scale basketball, you know, situation. Yes, yes. But, so it's one of those things where, like, I applaud LeVar Ball for what he's doing, but my tribalistic instinct in me hates that I'm applauding LeVar Ball for doing anything. (laughs) So, yeah, I, I don't think there's anything that could stop a player from going to the G League after high school. Uh, if if you're wrong, or if I'm wrong, leave it in a five-star review on iTunes, and I'll, I'll catch up to it. But, uh, yeah, so I don't know. It's it's frustrating, because I don't like LeVar at all. No, uh, no one does. But he's he's proving himself to be kind of a shrewd businessman. <laughs> well, I mean, it, it's interesting. He said he's going to, I guess, fund this league through through sales of Big Baller brand. Through, I through mean, the Triple B Burger, yeah. To the Triple B Burger. And, uh, I, I mean, I don't know how much money he's pulling in. Um, I imagine he's he's making some sort of, of decent money for this. I did see someone at King's Island this last summer with a Big Baller sweatshirt or a hoodie. Yeah, and really? I was surprised. Yeah, it was, it was really strange. <laughs> it was like uh, seeing a kangaroo in Alaska. You know, it didn't really make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I I mean, I don't know. So he so, okay. So here's here's a fun fact: NBA G League players they make between nineteen thousand five hundred or twenty six thousand for the six months 
during the the season that they play. Okay. Okay. So now he's saying I don't know how long this season's going to be. He's looking at I think what he say 10, 10 teams and like eighty players or something like that. I think that's okay. what he was. That's what that's what I read. He was he was he was looking at. So you're thinking about you're going to have to pay at least you know. And he's saying the best player will get ten thousand a month. Mm. Okay, that's that's what I'm hearing, which is a lot yeah. of money. That is a, that is a lot of money. I mean, I mean, not NBA scale, but I mean that's no. that's great. That's really good money. <laughs> so, yeah, for you know, eighteen year olds to make. And and yeah, and I mean the NCAA that the whole one and done situation. I mean it, it's that whole system's broken. I mean we yes. know it's broken. It is. But I really feel like the NBA might be missing out on an opportunity to to pay some some players, you know, you know, to get maybe expand the G League a little bit um, and start paying the players a little bit more to combat something like this because the NBA has always said they are very pro NCAA, right? Um, and it's, you know, it's an old fashioned thing. They like, they go to the games, they scout there, you know, they know those guys, they're, they're mm-hmm. friendly with a lot of the coaches. I mean, it makes sense for them to do that, but to, to, <laughs> to have another bizarro league that's fronted by LeVar Ball, I just, I don't, I just don't see, I, I don't think the NBA has a good relationship with LeVar Ball. I don't think so either. I mean, I so, don't think the NBA has a good relationship with many loudmouths. Exactly. You know, I mean, especially loudmouth parents. Yeah, so, I mean... But this is... Every, everything about LeVar Ball and who he is and how he acts and what he does is kind of a first-time thing in professional basketball. Where there is a parent that is so heavily involved in his in his son's life that he has bled into you know the NBA news, he's bled into you know everyday basketball news and sports news and and things like that. So, I and like you said, I don't think the NBA wants to damage their relationship with the NCAA, and I think that's why they don't you know heavily promote that. Hey, you can come to the G League and and circumvent college because I don't think they want to bruise the ego of the NCAA, nor do they want to, you know, hurt any sort of working relationship that they do have. But it's it's interesting that LeVar Ball is trying to do something different, is trying to do something new, and what it could eventually lead to, you know, I mean, it could, for all we know, bankrupt him. But if it is successful, then that's something that the NBA and I think even, like, Euroleagues and stuff like that are going to have to look at because that... I mean, it's going to be, if it succeeds, that's another amateur or semi-professional basketball league that the NBA would have to pay attention to. Yeah, I mean, like you said before, the the the, uh, the, <laughs> the big three league this year, this summer, um, turned out to be a, a pretty nice little success for Ice Cube. So there's, I mean, that's more for the, the washed up, NBA player, I suppose, or the player who's still got a little bit left in the tank that's still kind of fun to watch in three-on-three play. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, I I don't know how much more that league is going to expand. I mean, don't get me wrong. Right. You know, me and Tim covered a game down in Lexington, you know, over the summer, and it was, it was, it was really cool. 
Yeah. You know, just to see some of those guys and everything. But it was more of a nostalgia, you know, act than anything. So it's not really... I, 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 I don't know how you're, much... You're not going to woo current players into exact, there. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So that doesn't hurt the league at all. But, but you know... If we're looking at if we're looking at salaries, you know, right now, say you know the, a, a guy plays, you know, six months and he's terrible. He's the worst player in the in the big baller brand league. I mean, he's going to be pulling eighteen thousand dollars for you know uh, you know six months of games. But I don't even think it'll be six at, months. It'll probably be three months. At what cost, though? Because you're you're sacrificing. If you say you're a five star recruit that's being you know courted by. A few ACC teams, uh, a handful of SEC teams, you know, and and maybe a couple other like you know bigger like mid major schools or something like that. <clears throat> you're you're going to sacrifice national spotlight. You're going to sacrifice you know the whole like heritage of playing with a, a bigger school. You're going to miss out on the experience of what those coaches can teach you because you're not going to you're not going to get in the big baller basketball league you're not going to get you know a Shashevsky or Roy Williams or you know a Calipari or anything like that you're not even going to get like a fucking Tubby Smith in there or Bo Ryan you're going to get you know probably some AAU coaches and some maybe like entry-level college coaches you'd be more I think you'd be more prone to find like a Vinny Del Negro scale coach if you're looking into a league like this. So I don't think you're going to limit a player's growth. You're going to limit a player's, you know, ability to gain spotlight and gain traction. Cause you don't know how these games are going to be broadcasted or if they're going to be broadcasted. You, you don't know who's going to be, even if there's a vested interest in the, in this, you know, scenario whatsoever. So I, I think it's, it's a very high risk and I think it's a very low reward for, you know, like a very high level prospect or high level recruit to, to do this as opposed to college right now. I, I think you're going to see this start with a handful of maybe like a four or five star guy that's probably friends with the balls uh, and mostly like some three star recruits that maybe won't get the same spotlight they would get in the NCAA. So it's an opportunity for them to maybe make some money doing, you know, playing basketball because they might not get that chance in the NBA. But in terms of like the higher level recruits, I, I think it's a much, much more riskier venture for them to do something like that to, as opposed to the NCAA. And that's kind of the the magnetic draw that the NCAA keeps having on players like that because it is the spotlight and it is, you know, the style of play and it is that at least foundational prep work for the NBA. I, com- I completely agree. Um, I, think, I think most players are going to still... Opt obviously to go to the the NCAA. No choice. Yeah. I mean, he, he like you said, he may get a few a few guys that probably you know might not get into a a you know a, a big name college. He might get a few of those guys to be his his star guys to make examples out of. You know, look, this guy, you know, got to, and maybe someone, will, maybe one of them will get to the NBA. I mean, it, you don't know how this is going to pan out. But I mean, right. really, there are two options for the NBA player. They either A, play college ball, or B, go over to Europe and play for a year. And there's no, I don't think there's any shame in that either. Because, um, I mean, they have actual NBA scouts, to, you know, scouting that. I just, I don't know. I almost feel like the NBA should deliberately not scout or blackball this just because, just so it'll fail, just because their their working relationship with the NCAA is is so good right now. 
Yeah, and if I think right now it's its ceiling is like a farm system for two-way contracts. Uh so I I like I don't think it's going to be a whole lot of success with it up front. I could see this being a one season thing and it just not working and him trying a second season and it also not working. Uh but like I said, I it, I feel like it's underestimated the amount of work that's going to have to be put into this because, like I said, like there is no broadcasting deals. There is, you know, there's just a guy going, I'm going to do this. I'm going to pay you this much. And there's a lot of unanswered questions. So that it'll be interesting to see. I, I don't know how far away we are from even seeing this thing tip. So, I mean, it could just be a non-issue before it even starts. Uh Moving on. Yeah, we, we've dedicated way too much time to this. I know. It's it, it's weird. It's weird because it's, it's something we keep talking about. It's something you and I have talked about yeah. for years. Yes. You know, probably a decade plus of being like, why do players keep going to basketball in college? Or going to college to play basketball, rather. But And we're seeing a person who I just vehemently despise be like, you're right. Why are they? And I'm like, no, not you. <laughs> like not you. I don't want you to do this. I want someone else to do this. But you know, it's happening, so I, I, it does need to be discussed. And as I said, it, it does. It raises a lot of questions and a lot of various scenarios. Uh, so moving on to some other news, the Lakers had their jersey retirement celebration for Kobe Bryant as he had two numbers lifted into the rafters of Lakers lore. Uh, both 8 and 24 were retired, so it stems multiple questions. Most talking head pundits were, where's this put him with LeBron and Jordan? And it's, it's I fucking hate that question. Uh, but then there was, who was better, Kobe 8 or Kobe 24? Uh, should they just do one number, two numbers? So let's just let's just throw up these softballs and, and get these out of the fucking, you know, out of the air. Because I'm, I'm tired of hearing about it. Both numbers needed to be retired. I think he had just as much a successful career at 8 as he did at 24. The numbers are pretty similar. The, I mean, the titles are there. The MVPs are there. Or the MVP is there. The finals MVPs are there. It, it doesn't matter. The man had two numbers. You retire both numbers. It wasn't like a 23-45 situation. This was pretty balanced of, of time spent. I think he spent more time in 24 than he did in 8. But... Isolating both careers, I think both numbers. I also think he and LeBron are two different players. Sean, how do you feel about everything Kobe Bryant related? Oh yeah, I completely agree. I think I think both both jerseys needed to be retired because, you know, after after you just retire one, say you just retire twenty four, you know, and then you let someone else wear eight, you know, fans riots. They're gonna talk about it, you know. No one should be wearing that number. And I agree. They're, they're, he, he is, I think we can now say, undisputably, he is the greatest Laker of all time. He's, the stuff that he did, uh, I mean, he scored more points than anyone as a Laker. I think he played more minutes than anyone as a Laker. I mean, the guy, uh, the guy had a hell of a career. Um, I'm not saying he's a better player, than Magic Johnson was in his prime, but I do think he now is the best Laker as of right now. So I think both jerseys needed to be retired. Um, you can, you know, it's it's a good it's a good thing to argue about. You might tell me Kareem is the best. I, I don't. What, what do you think, Alex? 
I, I, I would go Kobe. You go and Kobe. I don't know okay. I don't know if that's just age bias or or what, but I mean I don't know a single player aside from maybe, you know, what LeBron's doing right now, who over the course of his career changed, adjusted, and adapted his game to constantly grow as a player through, you know, as his career started to sunset, we started seeing less athletic Kobe, started seeing more, you know, post-game, mid-range pull-ups and things like that. So he, great, it's it's a shame, right? Because his career kind of went out with a whimper, you know. Uh, the Lakers were starting to not be the Lakers that you would normally expect. Uh, he had that weird season with, like, Nash and Dwight Howard. Uh, the the team started, you know, finishing towards the bottom of the Western Conference on his last couple of years. I think it's a situation with, like, a Dirk as well, where you're just kind of going to go like, yeah, like, he had really, really good years, but those last years, he was really good, and those teams were terrible. And I, I think that's going to kind of be... That's not going to be what we remember Kobe for, though. Uh, but in terms of longevity in terms of adaptiveness uh overall skill and and growth as a player i i don't know who you would argue is a better laker than kobe bryant yeah i mean i mean i think people are i think old basketball fans are gonna they might contest that magic was but it it was a different time but i i think kobe's i think he's their greatest player they've ever had and even yeah. magic johnson says that kobe bryant is the greatest laker of all time so th- that should say something you know right, right. <laughs> you know like it's i think that kind of in ends the contest at that yeah. point yeah yeah i mean if 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 he's saying no he was better that's fine we'll we'll take magic's word on this one yeah um but uh, yeah, both jerseys needed to be retired. He had an incredible career. I think. Uh, I think his last season. I think they could write a. I, I would love someone to write a tell-all book about his final season in the league, because um, I'm trying to think who it was. Who uh, there was a guy on the team. I'm trying to think who it was. It was. It was Roy Hibbert. I think Roy Hibbert. Yeah, Roy Hibbert was on the team during the. Uh, the last, uh, the last Kobe season there, and it, he, it was the farewell tour. The it was fair, an eighty-two game farewell. It tour. was an eighty-two game farewell tour, and uh, I, there is a uh, there is a Ringer podcast that he did the year after um, that's absolutely hysterical about you know him kind of doing some tell-all Kobe stories. Kobe arriving to the plane super duper late. The plane is literally like rolling down, you know the. Uh, <clears throat> the takeoff area and and <laughs> his his car pulls up takes a little while to get out of the car then walks to the plane gets on the plane and says y'all didn't think I wasn't not going to come did you this teammate no one without fucking Kobe Bryant and just like you know sits down you know i mean because it, it's such a Kobe Bryant story that that you know, I just, I want to hear more of those, because, like, he knew that it was his last year, he knew it was an 82-game farewell tour, he wanted yeah. it to be that way, and I I love, I Kobe Bryant's one, he's, he's, <laughs> he's one of the most competitive players ever, but he's also, like, one of those guys who's not gonna ever shy away and not say he, you know, I mean, in his mind, you know he thinks he's the greatest player of all time. To an extent, yeah. I, I mean, I, and he, he expected everybody to play at the same level he played at too. Yes, yes, and, th- and that's and and he 
and I, I will always love the competitive edge that that guy brought. I mean, every, every night, the, the, the year that the, one of the, one of the bad years, I remember me and you were at BW3s and we were watching, uh, they were playing the Phoenix Suns and they were down by some astronomical amount and Kobe brings them back into the game, you know, and we, we, I mean, you just, you just couldn't even believe it. I mean, because he was that good to be able to pull a team, just put a whole team on his shoulders. Those were some of the most fun times, I think, to actually watch Kobe play were the years that absolutely sucked. Just as I think some of the best years to watch Tracy McGrady were when he was toiling down in Orlando. I mean, he was incredible down there, too. So I, I I love seeing, you know, the... The ridiculous superstar on a bad team. Sometimes I think it's and it really and if they're able to lift them to the playoffs and actually get a team to the playoffs and just watch them go, it's it's phenomenal. Yeah, and I mean, there's so many memories that'll be you know laid out throughout Kobe's legacy. The 81 point game, even his last game was great. So it's he, he had a little bit of help from everyone on that one. But, sure, but it, but it, it was it's that's really something that was something special though. Yeah. I, I I think it'll be a long while before we see another 82-game farewell tour from a player because, I mean, you're not going to get that. Not to say Paul Pierce attempted it, but you're not going to get it from, like, Paul Pierce. You, you have to be one of the best ever to really garner that kind of attention on your last season. So, congrats to Kobe. It's where yes. he belongs. Yes. Give the man a statue and a bust and name an arena after him and a street. Do it all. Yes, a memorial library. Sounds nice. That would also be good. I I agree. So, let's move on to topic of the show. Do-do-do-do-do. It is now the annual NBA on Christmas Day preview, as I noted. Like Andy Williams said, it is the most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) Uh, Rest in peace. Yes. This is our first Christmas without Andy Williams. It's weird. I don't. I don't know why you mentioned that. I'm. I'm gonna probably are, just stop. I'm, we're gonna need a, little, a break. We're gonna are you a little just, sad? I'm gonna need a breather. And this is this is our this is our first Christmas without George Michael too. So I mean, yeah. it's 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 and it's weird. A lot of and well, yeah, but he didn't do any. Well, yeah, little drummer boy. Yeah, and the snowman. So, and the snowman. And the snowman. That uh, that ridiculous intro to the snowman. I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> not not enough people talk about Raymond Briggs. Short the snowman. Now you can you can watch it on YouTube, but it doesn't it doesn't have the David Bowie intro. So you always want to find you want to find a copy with the David Bowie intro where he's in an attic with a Christmas sweater, <laughs> looking so out of place. <laughs> Continue. I'm sorry. No, no, no. I uh, I appreciate it. You know, you know me. I love tangents. Uh, <laughs> so the. The palette of games that we have here is uh, tipping off. This is all Eastern Standard Time because that's the time we. If you're one of those fucking Mountain Standard Time people, get get a real time zone. Uh, Eastern Time, twelve noon. Sixers and Knicks, or as I was going to say, Sixers and Knicksers, or Saint Nicholas. Anyways, three p.m. <laughs> Cavs at Warriors, five thirty p.m. Wizards at Celtics, 8 p.m., Rockets at Thunder, and rounding out this pen, penta, penta header, I don't know, it was five games, whatever that is, uh, at 10.30 p.m., Timberwolves and Lakers, all five games nationally televised, 
and all uh, split between ESPN, ABC, and TNT with ABC getting three of the games, ESPN getting the noon game, and TNT getting the 10.30 game. So of these games, so Sixers, Knicks, Cavs, Warriors, Celtics, Wizards, Rockets, Thunder, Timberwolves, Lakers, what is the game you're most looking forward to, and what is the one you just don't give a shit about? <laughs> what, what, what is the one I, I you're, like... you're going to be like, I'm not going to be upset if I miss that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I'm i going to go... This one's kind of tough. I mean, these are all really decent matchups. Um, there are a few teams on this list that I, I wish would be playing other teams on this list, but um, I'm going to go... Uh, I... I've been, I've become kind of a, a big, a big Philadelphia 76ers watcher this year, but mm-hmm. I feel like every time I, I turn on a 76ers game, Embiid is not playing, which infuriates me to no end, because <laughs> I love watching Joel Embiid play basketball. However, I also really, really enjoyed Ben Simmons play point guard and score all the points and sure. dunking over top of people and just doing amazing things night in and night out. Sure. So that's a fun team. Uh but I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Celtics Wizards. Um I just uh I, I mean I just the Wizards I don't they just don't excite me. They need to become the bullets again. That's mm-hmm. really what it is. If they well, were the bullets see, again I might be excited. But see the issue with that is there's this whole like gun problem in America. Yeah, but that was that, that's what they and, said. And, be, the, and then being based in in the nation's capital, I just I feel like that sends the wrong message. I, I just I don't think bullets is bad. I think I think I think we're getting we're thinking about things a little bit too well, much here. If they were to be like the Washington bullet points, I think that's fine because then you're just talking about a well drafted document. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But which, as uh, being in a legislative area like the District of Columbia, it makes sense. But I think in a situation of being like the bullets, the the bang bang kind, I I, th- I think that that is just I, I don't think that's a good idea. I think they should probably just stick with the Wizards, or maybe just like go a different route. The Wizards is such a terrible name for a team. It's so bad. I. It's not the Pelicans. It's not the Pelicans. Also, First off. I want to I want to talk a little bit about about Tim's hat collection. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed, but the other day on his his side Instagram, he posted a Pelicans hat. Tim, we are never ever going to get a team in Seattle again if you keep if you keep supporting the Pelicans. Okay? I don't know what you're doing. You didn't even tell us you bought that thing. I don't know. I, I don't know where that thing came from. It just showed up, and you're like, "Look at my new Pelicans hat." Get your shit together, man. Oh Jesus! <laughs> so yeah, Wizards and Celtics. I'm I'm least excited about. Uh, sure. But I mean, Kyrie Irving versus John Wall always fun. So uh, I'm just I'm just not a big Wizards guy. I'm I just I've never been I've never been into them. Bradley Beal also amazing right now. So um, it, it's nothing against those players. They're great. They're they're an up and down team every year, and I just I just can't get behind them right now. So uh, um, I'm 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 looking forward mostly, obviously, to Warriors and Cavs. My uh, number one <coughs> game to watch that I posted earlier this year. So sure. uh, I mean, and it's it's the easiest pick, but it, it might not be that great of a game because you know we're not going to have Steph Curry. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And we're also probably not going to have Draymond Green. So and we're probably I'm, also not going to have Isaiah Thomas. And we're not going to have Isaiah Thomas either. He's going to be starting. I think he's going down to the G League to practice with them. Okay. Uh, 
next week. So I, I he's just barely going to miss it. But we expe- I think he's supposed to be back like the second week of January. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a little... It's not going to be as fun as it needs to be. Um, but I, honestly, the Rockets and Thunder, man, that's uh, that's going to be a fun one. That, that, that was my pick. Because looking at it, save for the Wolves and Lakers, these are all potential playoff matchups too. Yes, yes. Uh, whether it be, you know... Maybe not Sixers and Knicks. Their playoff teams are probably not going to meet in in the playoffs. So Sixers are actually outside looking in. But uh, yeah, so I mean, Cavs Warriors. I goddamn dude. I feel like I'm like one of the. I I mean, not the only person, obviously. But no, I, just, no. I do not. I do not. You just give don't. A you shit. don't. You don't care anymore. I, I do not care about I, the Cavs versus the Warriors. I don't care. About LeBron versus Durant. I don't care about Draymond Green versus whatever he's doing it's it's happened it's been the finals i don't need to see it again i don't want to see it again i i don't think that this is really a full-blown rivalry i just think it's you know it's a matchup where it's hey this is one of the best teams in the east again it for the first time it's the second best team in the east against the second best team in the west that's true uh, Or the uh, the team who's just not trying the hardest right now. Right, right. The the <laughs> underachieving team. The Popovich un- the the Popovich adapters game. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. And, and you know what? I agree with you. Like, I mean, we're gonna we're starting to get fatigue from this from this matchup. We really are. Like, I mean, this is the first matchup they'll have uh, for the season. They'll have one more later on, um, and hopefully. Uh, that that game will probably be better because uh, you know hopefully by then everyone will be you know back right so and I mean I can't wait to see Isaiah Thomas on this team like we've been waiting and waiting and waiting and it's like yeah God you got to get back and I mean like I said I I picked the Cavs to win this year I think that they I think LeBron's on a mission he's got that he's got that I I think he probably has a a mission statement tattooed on his back right now in tiny print below all of his other tattoos. Of course. You know, and, and, and I think he's I think he's ready to I I, I do really think I think he's gonna leave. I I, I know. This, you just So so we, let, we can't we can't keep doing this Sidebar. Sidebar. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. LeBroomer Mill, where is he going this this week? I'm still say, I'm gonna go with the Rockets again. Okay. Still, I'm gonna still go with the Rockets. <laughs> I was really hoping I was really hoping for the next like thirty weeks you would just keep changing teams. <laughs> <laughs> and like have to stay to Casey's time to be like, here's why I think he's gonna go to the Jazz. You don't always get to play with Joe Johnson. <laughs> no, I him mean, Rubio Gobert. Who I mean, else is gonna win? I I want him to leave at this point just to change things up because I, I if we have you know say say you know this is another NBA Finals that features the the Cavaliers and the Warriors you know one last time it's like this is this. This is too much. We're done right. at this point, right? We can't keep doing this. I would rather a new team from the East make it next year. And I want that new team to be the Boston Celtics yeah. so bad. Because I want to see Kyrie Irving versus LeBron James during the NBA Finals. Sure. That would be fun. That would be interesting. And the NBA would eat that shit up. Yeah. No, I, I, I completely agree. Uh, I, I still... I'm going to stand firmly by my statement that the Rockets are walking away with this with with the uh, with the, with the title. Uh, I am I, also. I love it if that happens. I love I'm, it. I'm also most looking forward to Rockets versus Thunder. Uh, 
I I think that one's just going to be. I, I know the Thunder have have underperformed and underwhelmed uh, sitting here at fifteen and fifteen, but I just think that game's going to be a fucking barn burner. And oh yeah, I I love games like that. So I, I'm gonna guess there's probably going to be like two hundred and thirty points scored that game between the two teams. <laughs> Uh, well, that's that's what you want. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I would actually probably go. My second pick would be Sixers Knicks. Uh, then probably Wolves Lakers. Just I like the Wolves. We like the Wolves. I, I I think it's good to see the Wolves getting some national spotlight here. Uh, with a TNT game. Also, that's probably going to be the only game I'm going to be able to catch on Christmas Day. Uh, Christmas Day's a busy time, man. It's, ah, like, it's, it's like how yeah. what, it's like how am I going to watch these this year, man? Bump, bump that noon game to ten a.m. and I'd be able to catch two games this year. But, yeah, uh, yeah, you can't. You know, I, I'd be for them adding a couple games just so we could get some earlier games. You know, you know, I would, I would be tough. for that, or I would be with Adam Silver. Give me my fucking Thanksgiving games, but it'll it'll happen again, dude. It'll oh, happen. Man, I know it's got to, and I'm gonna say it was me that did it. Uh... So yeah, Rockets Thunder I think is probably going to be not only my pick for for the game of the week here for this, but uh, also my pick for one I'm most looking forward to. Least looking forward to, like I said, Cavs Warriors. Don't need to see it again. I've I've seen this movie. I've watched that play. I've sang that song. I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on it. You good? I'm I'm okay. I'm totally okay. 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 So before we wrap up, let's do. The impressing, depressing game. Okay. So what's uh, what's exciting you? What has got? What has caught the eye? What has caught the eye and the ire of Sean Mackey? Well, I I'm gonna pick the easiest one. Okay. Son of a and bitch. And that's gonna be that's gonna be that's gonna be <laughs> Nikola Mirotic's trade value that has skyrocketed. <laughs> And, and just one of the games. last of the undefeated players this season, still. One him, of the him last. And Chris Paul, and I think maybe one other one. I don't. I don't remember. Yeah, well, who was the other one? It was a uh, player for the Clippers. Um, uh, I don't know. Who cares about them? Uh, right. <laughs> Tila yeah, I'm gonna go with him. Uh, he's played incredible. I don't know how the Bulls are winning any games. They're not even in last place anymore. You're tanking wrong, Chicago. Right. You're how- tanking wrong. <sighs> you, you suck at everything. God. Just, right. I just like. I want them to tank better. Well, he's, he, I mean, he'll, he is the number one, he is the number one candidate on that team to be traded. And trust me, they will trade his ass. Will they? The because there's articles, there's, there's very <clears throat> long-winded opinion pieces circulating the bulls.com, you know, world being like, is he the star we've been waiting for? And it's like, you've fucking had him. Yes. <laughs> he has he has been on the team for literally years. <laughs> I mean, is he, he's the last from the Tips teams, right? I think so. I think he's, yeah. he's he's the last player that's still there and he's also Maybe Portis? He's only uh yeah, maybe maybe Portis. I think yeah, maybe Bobby was there the last year. I don't remember. Anyways, uh I mean, the thing that that's, you know, that's really funny about all this is <laughs> I don't know. It, he's playing so well right now, but it's it's actually hurting the team by 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 not losing more games. I mean, they have to lose games. So this is the last year that they will have. This is the last year where tanking counts. So yeah. you gotta you gotta tank and you gotta tank hard, and and you know I mean I I I do applaud the way that they've given they've turned the team over 
to a bunch of young players. I love that about them. I once again I've talked. I always talk way too much about the Bulls, but Chris Dunn. He's had an uh, amazing few games. He is not a good player at all, but <laughs> to be able to see him and see him go out and actually get some playing time, which he wasn't getting in in Minnesota, um, it'll be interesting. And Zach Levine's coming back. We keep forgetting about that. So, I, I do. I do keep forgetting so, about Zach So, Levine. I mean, he's going to be back probably by the end of January. So, you know, I, I don't... I, I think what they'll end up doing is I think they'll they'll get rid of Miritich. Just like I'm going to have to get rid of my cat right now. Yeah, I heard that. I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, I have a, I have a cat in my room. So, uh... Uh, you know, I, they're going to have to get rid of him because the team's not going to be big enough for, for both of those talents. Yes, because that's that's what people think of when they think of Miritich and Zach Levine. Is the, uh, the, the team is just not big enough for, for those it's just, talents. It's just not big enough for all them dunks and all them uh, pump fakes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Who's, who's impressing you, Alex? Ah, God. Uh, that's an excellent question. Uh, I'm going to go uh, Clint Capella again. Clint Capella. We can we can always go with Clint Capella week in and week out. Twenty uh, on Basketball Reference. I think he's moved up to sixth in their MVP tracker. Uh, ESPN's Fantasy currently has him position ranked for center as the eighth best center. I disagree, but uh, had a twenty-four point and nineteen rebound game against Utah. It was twenty-four and twenty, but they gave the rebound to Chris Paul, and Chris Paul then got a triple double out of that game. Uh, He's been, you know, kind of like off and on. He's, he's had some, he's had a couple injuries. I know he missed uh, the game against Milwaukee, and it looks like he uh, is not playing tonight against the Lakers, and that would explain what the Lakers are up by like twenty something right now. But uh, yeah, I mean, I gotta give it to him. Dude is, dude is good, and I don't know. I feel like I could just like keep saying Clint Capella for the rest of the year and, and be fine in terms of things I'm in, I'm, I'm enjoying. Uh, Conversely, with that, let's go ahead and uh, I had a pick. I was going to go with the Bulls for tanking poorly, uh, <laughs> but you you just came right um, from underneath. I know, I know. Yeah, it's it's all right. I, I don't I don't want to repeat though. You know, I don't want to don't want to repeat the same ones. Ah, kind of Philly. I, I mentioned earlier they've they've slumped out of the playoffs now. I know we're still only thirty games in, uh, but we're inching ever closer to that halfway point and and. I know the rule of thumb usually is, you know, within 20 or 40 games, probably I would say 40, you have a good idea of how the team's going to be, unless you're the Heat last year. But uh, Philly right now sitting 14 and 16 uh, at the 10 spot in the East. So they're, they're two games out of the playoffs right now. Uh, but given the strong start they kind of had and the teams they've beaten along the way, you know, in those 14 wins, I am kind of would be expecting more out of them uh, at, at this stage in the season. So they've they've got me down a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I, I agree with you about about Philly right now, and and part of that Embiid has not been playing. He has a hurt back right now, so which I didn't know until this morning. I'm like, well, maybe they're just sitting him out another game, and I'm like really getting tired of them just sitting him out. Let this dude play, okay? Unless he's hurt, so just let him play the rest of the season out. If he's gonna get hurt and he's gonna injure himself. Then so be it. He's gonna get hurt. I mean, there's there's nothing else you can do. He's he's flimsy. So, um, but uh, you know, I'm 
I'm a little bit disappointed if I, if I was going to pick someone this week, and it's only because his name has been kind of thrown around because of a, a certain podcast he did the other day. I'm going to put Anthony Davis up. Mm. After after reading some stats My about... MVP pick. Your MVP pick, yes. And it's it's always a solid MVP pick because he's great. He's the best... I, I would... I, I could... I can comfortably say he's the best power forward in basketball. Sure. But there are some very startling stats uh, while he's on the floor with certain players. And um, there's been a lot of chatter over the last couple days. Um, the Boston Celtics um, trade rumors that have, have been hounding uh, Anthony Davis. And I, I think he's starting to realize he might not be as untouchable as as he probably mm-hmm. once thought, which is fine. I, I mean, personally, I think we'd all like to see Anthony Davis in a better situation that's not the freaking Pelicans. Tim! <laughs> but, <laughs> um, I, I'm... It's it's just it's kind of concerning to see how much better that team does when when he's not playing, when it's you know just a Marcus or something, which is which is really telling when when you're seeing like better plus minus stats from players uh, when, when he's not on the floor. So um, I don't I don't really know what to think about him at this point in his career. Do we? I I think he's gonna inevitably get moved. I don't I don't. He's not a career pelican. Partially because that's a really weird phrase. Who is? Right. Uh, David Wesley. But, uh... So... Yeah, uh... I, I agree. I think I think he's going to be somebody that's going to be on the move. Probably. I, I don't If think... not this year, then then before the end of next season. I yeah, would... I... Well, are we, on, are we on a contract season for DeMarcus Cousins this season? I don't know. I feel like he's such in, like, trade talks and perpetuity. I don't even know how long his contract is. Yeah. I, I mean, just assumed that, like, in his contract it says he has to be in trade rumors, so I, I just mean, don't if, pay attention to his contract. If if they don't make it to the playoffs this season, um, something happens, they don't make it to the playoffs, one of them is going to leave. Mm-hmm. Either by, by signing another contract or, or trade. And the Pelicans uh, are lame. They are so lame, it's not even funny. <laughs> they are... It, it, it's... God, NBA, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? Just no, I, New Orleans is a good market for a team. It's it is. A bad, it is. It's a bad it mascot name. It's a terrible mascot name. That's the problem. If they had something cooler, you know, like the... You know, uh, maybe the, the, the Bourbon Street Bullets or, or something. Always, always... God damn it. <laughs> I just, I just had to get a rise out of you for that. More, but more bullets. More bullets. <laughs> guns, guns. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. I That team is, it, it's been a mess for a few years. You threw DeMarcus Cousins on there last year, who is now a uh, <clears throat> greatest Pelican of all time. He's one of the top uh, top 15, from what I understand, ever. Mm. Along <laughs> with numbers 96, 97, 98 J. Browns. <laughs> You know what I'm talking about, yeah. uh, but uh, he's he's going to be an interesting trade target. And I think if if things don't work out for Anthony Davis, you know they trade Demarcus Cousins, uh, or I'm sorry, if if Demarcus Cousins, well he could get traded again. It could happen if Demarcus Cousins gets traded or he signs somewhere else in a year. Or so uh, I could see Anthony Davis leaving, and he's going to finally want to get out of there because you know it's like. Don't toil your whole career like Kevin Garnett did, okay? Right. 
There were so many years. I mean, there were, don't get me wrong, there were some good seasons he played. There was like, you know, three or four really decent years that he played on the Timberwolves. But after just toiling and toiling and toiling, I mean, it's like, don't get to the end of your career and be Ray Allen, you know? Go go be awesome someplace now. I agree. Well, with that, this has been 48 Minutes It Does Post each and every week on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play. And if you like what you hear, like, subscribe, and share on your podcast service of choice. Share us with your friends. We can only go so far in our non-NBA market with this with this product. It is, it is your listens and your love that keeps the mics working. So thank you, and and be sure to to share us and keep listening. We appreciate it. And and Merry Freaking Christmas, guys. Okay. Yeah. Okay, just jump right in. I got I got just I got to jump do right it. in. <laughs> Heel Hayward, happy holidays. Jesus Christ. <laughs>